Chapter 19 Washington, D.C., March 1996 Harry remained on his knees in the church for three hours before he finally came to a solution to his dilemma. Once he figured it out, he felt stupid for not thinking of it sooner. He would track the family down the same way he found them in the first place, through the internet. If he went to a public library, he should be able to find the article again. From there, maybe he would be able to get an address. Harry's knees popped when he got up from sitting so long. He walked out of the church and into the street, where he began to ask other pedestrians how to get to the closest public library. He wound up being lucky. He was less than a mile away. The rain started to fall a few minutes after Harry began his trek to the library. He didn't really mind, even though it made him shiver. By the time he found his way, his clothes were soaked through. Thankfully, Harry's backpack was water-resistant, and he knew he had a dry set of clothes to change into. The D.C. Public Library was an ancient structure that smelled of old paper and mothballs. The computer lab was a yellow-walled room stuck off in a corner. The computers were at least four years old, and two of the five were missing their mice. Most of the keyboards were missing keys. Harry sat down at the most complete system. He clicked on the internet and searched the phrase, the family. For nearly two hours, he searched story after story. It was immediately clear no one really knew what kind of organization the family actually was. There was a great deal of speculation, but there was little additional information. In his readings, he came across another name the family went under, the Fellowship. Paydirt. He found an article in the Tennessean that said a group called the Fellowship had a house on C Street, a three-story red brick house, two blocks from the Capitol. This was the place described in the Harper's article, a place known as Ivanwald. Fifteen minutes and a cab ride later, Harry found himself in front of the big mansion. The rain was still falling as he stepped out of the car. Immediately, Harry's heart filled with the sensation of being home. He felt like he'd seen the house before, even though none of the articles had featured a picture. From the street, he knew Ivanwald's layout. He could picture in his mind's eye where the kitchen was and what colors the couches were. He didn't know how he knew these things, but he did. He knew there was a painting of Jesus kneeling in front of a lamb in the dining room. He knew it with the same certainty he knew Floyd would have a pile of clothes on the floor. The front gate wasn't open, but there was a small metal box with a white button next to it. Harry recognized the box as a call button. Before he could realize he didn't know what he was going to say, Harry pushed the button. Nothing obvious happened. For 15 seconds, he stood staring at the box. He felt like an idiot. The box finally crackled to life. Can I help you? Harry looked at the box. Yes, I think so. I was told to come here. By whom? By God, Harry answered. He didn't know what else to say. There was another pause, longer than the initial one. The voice that came over the intercom the second time was different than the first. You may enter. Please proceed to the front door. You will be met. The gate began to slide open. It was well-oiled and nearly silent as it rolled on its track. Harry took a deep breath and walked into his new life. As the gate clicked completely open, the rain stopped for the first time in hours. A ray of sunlight broke through the clouds and poured down on Harry. The warm embrace of God... Harry smiled appreciatively and headed inside. As God promised, once Harry was in the bosom of the family, no one died anymore when Harry got angry.